0: Burlesque Stripped Down, episode number 55. Welcome back, my friends. This is Velvet Eau Claire. As always, I am your guide through all of the secrets, saucy, sexy, and very, very often less than sexy secrets of us, the ladies, gents, and non-binary folk behind the tassels. I am thrilled that you pressed play today. Thank you so much for joining for this lovely interview with one of my new favorite people. That's Miss D20. Before I get into uh, Miss D20 and a little bit more about her, let me just remind all of you that we are Smackdown. in the middle of the season O sex right now so if you are interested in sexuality in any of its different forms particularly how it relates to burlesque and to being a performer an artist and an activist and all of these things we've talked about a lot so far uh, on this season so be sure that if you're interested in any of those things that you've gone back and listened to all of our interviews we've had some specifically with burlesque performers like this one with miss d20 about how sexuality kind of uh intersects with their art but we We've also brought on a lot of other um, sexuality experts, and we had a doctor last week. That's right. I'm never going to stop saying it. Dr. Liz was on last week. As a little update to that as well, I wanted to mention one of the topics Dr. Liz and I got into last week was about this idea of cybersecurity. And after I published that episode, one of the members of the BSD Posse actually sent me a little bit of information um, after they listened to the episode talking about something kind of interesting that they're working on right now called the privacy paradox. Um, And it's apparently from the Note to Self podcast or Note to Self project, I believe, um, which is actually a series of five 30-minute podcasts that each go through this idea of privacy, particularly privacy on the internet, and give you kind of a daily homework assignment, something to do every day that doesn't take more than like 15 minutes to help safeguard your privacy. So I personally haven't tried it out yet, but a little shout out to Anne, thank you for um, telling me about that. And I'm actually going to put that uh, in the show notes for this episode, which will be at stripdown.com slash D, that's D-E-E. Um, and you'll be able to get a link to that. So maybe it's something that if you go through it, just definitely let me know what you think. I think I'm going to sign up, maybe even today, and go through that as well. Because as I mentioned to Dr. Liz, it's kind of hard sometimes because I, I'm like, oh, I don't really need, it doesn't really matter. I don't have anything to hide, da, da da But I also know it's it's important to safeguard ourselves. So definitely give that a try and let me know what you think. Of course, as always, if you have any feedback on that or any of the other episodes, you can email me velvet at If you're interested in supporting the show, please don't forget that we have a Patreon page, burlesquestripdowncom support. It will take you directly to our Patreon page where you can find out about all the different perk levels and everything that we have going on. And I, you know, kind of show some like some private little uh, photos and some behind the scenes things over there. If you are interested in joining up and helping out with the BSD posse, I am still, we are kind of building it. I actually have a little announcement for you next week um, where I'll be telling you a little bit more about some of the, the new posse members, but I'm always, looking for people who want to contribute to the mission of kind of spreading the good word and getting it, every, everything out there kind of growing the burlesque strip down community and all of that good stuff so if that interests you as well head to burlesque slash join the posse and you'll be able to um, let me know of your interest there so as a last little bit if you like all these episodes please don't hesitate to share them with your friends your family your colleagues your co-dancers is that a thing Co- like how are we going to talk about that like co-stars I guess sometimes but your troop members anybody like that just please do share this out there I would love to get us um, in more ears as always so without further ado why don't I tell you just a little bit about Miss D20 Miss D is one of the founding members of the Ghost Light Vaudeville Society and currently sits on the board as the executive director D is also proud to be a member of both the Geek Enders and the Screaming Chicken Theatrical Society she is a podcaster, a dungeon Master, a cosplayer, a writer, and an up and coming comedic neo burlesque performer who has appeared in many sexy and nerdy events across Vancouver. One of her favorite things in the world is volunteering and helping local charities and nonprofits, especially within the LGBTQIA community. And in her off time, Dee enjoys reading dirty, dirty fanfiction to large audiences and fighting the patriarchy. So we get into a, several of those things more in our interview, including the Dirty Fan Fiction. I knew that that would be an interesting thing for many of you. I know I was intrigued by that. But we talk a lot about different forms of sexuality, this intersectional feminism uh, that has to do with her ghostlight Vaudeville Society, which you'll hear more about, as well as how sexuality kind of um, has influenced her life and her burlesque career. So... You're gonna love this interview. Dee makes me giggle. I definitely have maybe a little friend crush on her as well. And so if I ever get out to Vancouver, I cannot wait to meet her in person. So let's go ahead and jump right in to my interview with Miss D20. All right, my friends, you heard right. We do have Miss D20 here on the show today. How are you doing, Miss D20?
1: I am super cold right now, Velvet.
0: You're cold, that's right, because you're up in those north places, aren't
1: you? Well, uh, kinda. I'm in Vancouver. See, that's way far north. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vancouver is known for its beautiful, rainy winters and beautiful, rainy summers. Yay. But someone mixed it up, and I have about 20 centimeters of snow outside right now.
0: Oh, my God. I wish you could see my face right now. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah,
1: Snow, the white stuff. It's so bad.
0: Uh, I remember, I mean, I grew up in Wisconsin, so I'm familiar with, this, with that white stuff stuff that used to fall down from the sky but man it was fun when you were a kid you know and you got to like go yeah. and play in it
1: but now your nipples are just cold all the time right just perky and cold and oh
0: and you got to dress in layers and then you get all sweaty underneath the layers but you're like freezing but sweating yes. at the same time I don't yes like
1: that it. is my life right now Ugh not a I'm fan. gonna come down to Florida <laughs>
0: yes I was just gonna say you have to come down here in the winter time be one of those like we call them snowbirds you know yeah all the oh, old, yeah. retired people who spend like the summers up north and then the winters down here it's
1: great that's all of Canada does that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: that's pretty much what we got yeah yep. <laughs> so well cool I have to tell you first off that I just I love your name Miss D20 for Thank any of the you. non-nerds out there would you like to explain a little bit about what that actually kind of like what the pun is there
1: yeah um so I started out doing nerdlesque and nerdlesque is just burlesque for nerdy people and really? when I was developing my name um I actually asked my friends saying like what I need to have kind of a nerdy name I want it to kind of register as nerdlesque and one of my friends Alex just tweeted at me miss d20 and I just connected to it right away. Uh, a d20 die is what you use for Dungeons and Dragons and a lot of other role playing games, and I love D and D. Awesome. So that's that's where it all came together. And actually, my first very first number was a dungeon master's number. Uh, so it all kind of came together.
0: Oh my gosh, I love it. It's so good. Yeah, like the D20 little 20 sided dice. It's just so, it's just such the epitome of like nerdiness mixed with like the Miss D. I mean, cause that has a very kind of like, you know, feminine and burlesque kind of sound. Yeah. So I just, I just think it's just such a perfect nerd name. Just well done.
1: My aesthetic is very like take a scoop of Elvira, put a, just a shake of like 1940s, like, Susie Homewrecker sort of like feeling and then just like slam down the nerdiest like d20 dice all over it and then you got me
0: yes I love it the imagery there is just fantastic
1: but I will tell you um it's sometimes hard to work with a nerdy name like that yeah yeah so like I do things other than new nerdlesque and I still use my d20 name but People don't get it sometimes, like the Muggles, they don't get it, um, and that's okay. Sometimes I just go by D or Miss D, uh, just to kind of pass through the rest. So if you are like for listeners out there, if you are doing nerdlesk, um, and want to start out, you got to pick a name maybe that kind of crosses all borders.
0: Yeah, that's a really interesting point, like that you yeah. mentioned, because it actually reminds me of the conversation I had a couple weeks ago with Sinclair Sexsmith. Um, And we were talking about pen names as well, because obviously Sinclair Sexsmith is not their real name, nor is (laughs) Claire my real name, nor is D20, Miss D20, your real name, right? And so the idea of, yeah, and like, because they were talking about kind of you know, the fact that it's like Sex myth kind of almost boxes them in when they try to go out and do more like academic research or yeah. you know, those kind of papers and articles and things.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, one of my uh, good uh, friends, she is one who got actually got me into Nurlesque, uh, Trixie Hobbitses. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. <gosh>. She, <laughs> and sorry. she's a, del- yeah, I know. Isn't that great? See, you, and again, you appreciate it and you get it. <laughs> yeah, I love but it. But when so Trixie, much. I know, isn't she? Oh. But when she goes out, like she does other shows, it might not register. Like people don't register it. Um, so it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to be a nerdless girl. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I can imagine, <laughs> right? You gotta, you, cause you want to, yeah, you want to have the, I love those nerdy names. Those are so good. And the, the best kind of names are the ones that give like just certain people kind of like this little in, you know, oh, cause then yes. you kind of feel like you're connected with them already when you have that, you have that moment before you've even started but on the flip side i can also see where you know it people are might just get a little confused. But I think I don't know cuz I feel like there's enough weird names in burlesque that if people like don't understand a name, they just kind of gloss over it and they're like okay, well whatever, you
1: know? <laughs> yeah. It's not a big deal. I mean, even uh one of my just the 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 performer I just love uh is April O'Peel. Yeah. Yeah, and and I I like I get it as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reference. Yeah. But she's I mean, she's she goes everywhere. She's performed all around the world and and people kind of get it. Maybe don't get the whole nerdy aspect of it. I don't know. Or maybe I don't know if she had the nerdy aspect. Maybe she just uh, likes it. Oh, I don't sure. know.
0: She must have. Maybe she maybe must not, have. Yeah. known. But April you're right. I mean, people known. appreciate you know the name, and then like if they get it, like that's another extra. I remember also when I had um, Hanna Lee on. Um, ah. Earlier in here in the season of sex, and I totally the whole time I was talking with her, I did not. I was like, okay, Hana Lee, whatever. And then I think it was when I was recording separately, like the intro for her, that I was like, oh, oh. like Puff the magic dragon in the land called Hana Lee. I get it now. Like, That's some deep cuts, right? Like I totally, I didn't, I didn't get that at all the first time. So you know, I but I think we can still, we still appreciate, you know, the cutesy names. But yeah. So yes. enough about our names. I mean, they're great names and they're wonderful. They and are. Yay. But we've heard a little bit about you in the bio, but like what kind of tell us a little bit more about like your journey and about who Miss D20 is like kind of as a human being kind of deep down.
1: (laughs) Holy moly. Uh, (laughs) Well, my burlesque journey happened when I got to move to the real big city of Vancouver. Uh, Yeah, wow. And I went to my first uh, burlesque festival, the Vancouver International Burlesque Festival here it was at a really small venue back then. I think this was like, oh boy, 2011, uh, 2012. And I saw, um, actually April, April O'Peel. And, uh, she is so funny. Just her comedy routines make you and her, the stories that she tell, tells just makes you laugh but she's sexy at the same time but it doesn't matter because she's making you laugh and I've done um a lot of theater some dance and a lot of improv and comedy and I, I consider myself a comedian and I thought oh that's that's something I've never seen before like burlesque comedy burlesque How, that's a thing and um so in 2014, I pitched my first number to the Geek Enders, which is the local Nerdless troupe and Trixie Hobbit's cast me. Uh, and ever since then, I've just been into it, into uh, getting deeper and deeper into it, actually. <laughs> yes.
0: Coming down the rabbit oh, hole. Oh my gosh. I love yeah. It.
1: Yeah. I'm part of like three groups now and, um, lots of numbers going everywhere now
0: sweet and so it's kind of it was that you know that 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 fusion kind of of comedy and what like um empowerment or or you know femininity that kind of did it for you
1: yeah i i uh, seeing comedy put in a new light and a comedy using your like f- a physical comedy that i can see on stage but in a completely different way cuz your tits are out like Hell that's yeah. hilarious to me and amazing and empowering and, and it makes me feel so good making people laugh, but like telling a story as well. So yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't think I've done a, like a classical burlesque number in all of my years of doing this, because I'm just so addicted to the, the laugh, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, it is addicting. That is a word oh, for it. You yeah, know, when You get that kind of reaction from the stage, whatever the comedy is, it just yeah, it is addicting. So yeah. I would describe it as well. <laughs> so what do you have going on kind of right now that you're the most excited about?
1: <sighs> the biggest thing that makes me want to like talk about it all the time, but also vomit with extreme anxiety is uh I'm part of the streaming, uh, Screaming Chickens Theatrical Society, which is the big burlesque group here in Vancouver. Um, and they are going to the Burlesque Hall of Fame in Las Vegas.
0: Oh my goodness. And That's they so are performing.
1: We're performing there our group won best uh, large group last year and best comedic uh, number last year. And so this year, it's not a competition. We're just going to kind of perform to hand off the trophies to the next group. That's so
0: cool.
1: And so I am like, I mean, I haven't been doing it for, for long, but this is like a pinnacle performing in las vegas for with people that i have admired for years and i get to do that so that's in june which i'm just like freaking out about.
0: <laughs> that is so exciting. Well, don't oh freak gosh. out too much, you know, because otherwise, you'll, I mean, it's, well, it's still four months away. So that's too much oh, freak no. out time. So just, you know, <laughs> but that's awesome. That's so exciting to get to do. Have you been to um, the weekender before?
1: No, I've never been.
0: You've never been. So your first time you get to go and you get to perform. Oh.
1: I know. I know. It's not great. I've, I've stalked it on Instagram. Uh-huh. uh huh. So I know that I need to up my wardrobe hella. Uh, so I'm I'm gathering wigs and costumes and, and bathing suits as we speak.
0: <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I've seen I unfortunately have not gotten to go either. So I've lived vicariously through some people over the last couple of years, uh, mostly on Instagram as well. And yes, yes I'll, be, I'll be quite jealous. I don't I'm not sure I'm going to try to get there this year, but I have so many trips already planned this year that I'm not sure I can squeeze it in. But, well, that's so exciting. Congratulations on yeah. that. I can't wait to
1: hear all the all the stories about oh that. Oh, my gosh. So. It's going to be a who and a half.
0: Yo, so good. So I wanted to talk to you because we are, of course, we're still in the middle of the season O sex. And I know that you have a project that you work on um, that kind of, you know, kind of intertwines a lot with the this idea of sexuality and femininity and um, everything like that. So tell us a little bit about the Ghostlight Vaudeville Society that you have.
1: Yeah. So Ghostlight Vaudeville came out of me and uh, a couple of friends who we want to perform in vancouver burlesque and vancouver has a huge burlesque world um lots of lots of people performing and so sometimes for people maybe who are usually marginalized um they don't get a chance to for 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 one reason or another like um you know uh, there we have a group who is doing dance and burlesque, but they have disabilities, physical disabilities, and and maybe they don't have a stage to perform. We also, um, like me personally, I did a lot of charity work uh, for a long time, just like even just bake sales and that, and I I miss that part of things. So Ghostlight was another venue of being able to put our performance with charity. Um, so Ghost Light Vaudeville Society is a group that's, it's intersectional feminist, uh, first and foremost, and we uh, pair with charity organizations that are also agree with inter- intersexual uh, uh, feminism, uh, especially trans inclusive and sex worker inclusive. And we put on a show to support them. Um, and we've been... Working since last, our last show was last uh, September, last September. Wow.
0: That's so amazing. I love that you've incorporated um, elements of not not only the intersexual fem- intersectional, not intersexual, Ooh,
1: that's <laughs> Inter- a little something different,
0: including intersexes, I guess. People Yeah, who identify oh yeah, as intersex, no, no, definitely. I um, so I love that you've taken the stance and, and you've really made it a priority rather to not only include the aspects of intersectional feminism and everything like that, but also the charity aspect because I think that's so important and I think that it's something that we don't often or always get the opportunity to include in our performance. Because, you know, we're all trying to make a buck and we barely make any money as it is. So it's hard to incorporate that as well. So how how has that worked out for you? I mean, without getting into details of how you guys manage things financially, but do you find that it's been difficult to create this while still supporting or do you find it's actually easier because people are more willing to support charity?
1: Yeah. So, well, first and foremost, we know, like, we recognize that us and a lot of people in Vancouver live with a lot of privilege. Mm. So, um, taking on that, and we have a lot of people helping us and, and recognize that, like, we have enough privilege to do something for other people, which is, which is wonderful. Um, our last big performance, the gumshoe review, all of our, performers donated their performance oh
0: wow that's amazing
1: which i mean i as a producer feels kind of conflicted because i know these people work so hard and they put in so many hours and for for this but they this is something that they agreed to do um and i mean i love every one of our performance for that so we were able to our last big show gumshoe review we were able to, um, we had about, oh, a 100 or so people, which is pretty good for a weekday night in Vancouver. Um, and we were able to pay for the venue. We were able to pay for anything we had to pay for. Uh, and we still saved, we, a thousand dollars for WAVA, Women Against Violence Against Women.
0: Oh, that's great.
1: Which was, which is just wonderful. Yeah. We could not have done it without those performers willing to volunteer. And there's a lot of performers who cannot do that. For sure, there's a lot. But I'm so glad that there are people who, are willing to say, yeah, I can sacrifice a couple hours, or I can I can give my performance for free for this charity. And so we are so thankful for that. That's how we're able to kind of stay afloat. Mm hmm.
0: Well, I think I mean, there's a lot of course conversation and discussion in, in the community and outside and in, in the larger artist community about working for free, right? Yes. But it's not oh, one yeah. of those situations where, you know, you as a producer were being like, hey, you'll get exposure. No, <laughs> you no, know? no, no, no. This no, is no. a totally different situation. And I think in these in these situations, it's, um, it's definitely a lot of people are willing to donate their time for that.
1: I mean, I as a producer feel horribly guilty <laughs>
0: But it's different. You're helping out, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh we are aiming towards our next big show to to pay all our performers just just as a nod to them, like saying, you know, you put hard work into this too. Uh there are performers who will say, No, yeah, you can donate my mine to charity and, and they're lovely. But I realize that there are a lot of people who don't have that privilege and and need and you know, they work hard and they need the money to continue working. So but that's where we're working towards um our next Project we're looking towards working with a charity that's trans inclusive to donate menstrual items, oh, uh, hygiene products. So that's our next kind of uh, big thing that we're looking towards doing. Very
0: good. So when you put on these um, different events and shows and things, do th- is it pretty much just like you you know have the charity kind of advertise, or how how exactly do you combine the activism in with the art? Uh, do you find that you want the the performances to be active or activist in nature? Or how does that exactly work?
1: Uh So we come up, well, the first thing we do is we find a charity that is specifically trans inclusive, sex worker inclusive, uh, uh people of color inclusive. And we talk with the charity and just get a feeling if if our if we're a good fit for them. And once we choose a charity, then we just we honestly just come up with a pitch. So Gumshoe Review was a supernatural, ghosty, monsters, demons, uh, the devil, kind of, we just said, pitch us something to go with that. And it nice. had a real 1940s feel to it, which was wonderful. And so we can be a little bit more creative with it while still and and everyone kind of has a lot of fun with it while still supporting the charity first and foremost
0: beautiful i love that do you have any advice i mean it was you were one of the founding members of ghostlight vaudeville correct
1: yeah, I'm an executive director. Well, look at you, Miss Fancy Pants. Well, no, yeah. it's just it's just a fancy word for mom. I'm the mom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm gonna start calling my mom the executive director of our family. Uh, she will love that. Oh boy. <laughs> so, what kind of advice can you give someone who's really wanting to, you know, to include? We've talked a lot recently, especially since the <clears throat> U.S. presidential election. <clears throat> uh. um, we've been talking a lot on the show about including activism. I mean even last week uh with Dr. Liz we talked about how, you know, just embracing your sexuality and being a sexual human being whether on stage or off stage is a form of activism in itself. But what about the people who want to take that a little bit further and kind of combine that art with activism? What kind of advice would you have for for people who are thinking about going down that route?
1: Um first and foremost, you need people who will be beside you and will protect you. It j- or, or support you or lift you up. Um, I'm so lucky to find the other members of our Ghostlight board, Sasha Smolders, who just is the light of my life. Um, Allison who goes as Dick Splash, uh, <laughs> is her, uh, stage name. Um, like sh- she's my best friend forever. And sh- her and I, I couldn't live without those two. And our uh, other member, Joe, who keeps us grounded in in both technology and also just keeps us grounded. Without those three people, I couldn't risk to do what I I do. And so if you are willing to move your activism forward, especially with your performances, you have to find a group that will support you and will tell you like, you know, hey, Maybe this is too much too fast or tell you, hey, let's ramp it up, you know. Um, so before you do anything, I would find a group that loves you and supports you. Mm.
0: I've talked with some other people and I've actually been meaning to kind of bring it up on the show a little bit, kind of about finding burlesque, your burlesque or performance soulmates, right? Those people. Oh, yes. That just… You know, like you said, they support you, they protect you, all those things. How did you all find each other in the first place? Was oh, it just through performing in your in Vancouver?
1: I went to a university with Dick Splash um, and just had been – we we D'd together. So yes, <laughs> we it. we still D'd together. So uh, and Sasha Smolders, I found them we performed at geekenders together and they are their personality is just so loving and they are so intelligent um that i just had it i just was drawn to them uh and now they're my drag uncle they taught me all they know about makeup their makeup is always beautiful they just want to perform more and they want to perform in a safe space and a space that will be protective towards them and also like want to do some good stuff, right? Like some charity. So that they and I uh, really, geez, hit it off. Um, And so we just like, let's do this. (laughs) Let's have coffee and do this.
0: Yes, that's awesome. It's so invigorating when you find when you meet people like that, that just, um, you can tell that there's something, you know? Yes. Um, One of my favorites and God, I wish I could remember what podcast it was on. I listen to so many podcasts. There's so many interviews like (laughs) rolling around in my head. It's ridiculous. But um, uh, I wish I could give credit. If I think of it, I'll put it in the show notes later. But there was someone talking about how they met someone else. And it was that moment where basically the one went up to the other and just basically said, I think I like you. Do you want to change the world together? Oh, Aww. and that just like gave me chills when they told
1: that story cuz I'm like. Mm. Well, I don't know. You probably have this. A lot of people do. You have friend crushes.
0: Yes, I was just talking about that today.
1: Yes. Yeah. You see someone and you're like, "Though that person is so awesome, so funny. I just want them in my life." Yes. And there are a lot of people in the Vancouver Burlesque communities who I'm so lucky cuz I saw them gosh like five years ago, I'm like, I just want to be their friend, I want to like work with them. And uh I mean, Sasha was one of those, those people who I just like, they are so smart and funny that I just like, I want to work with them. So like, we're cashing in on the friend crushes. I'm getting them all.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love it. As a little side note for everybody listening, I actually am in the process of putting together um, some different kind of like resources for burlesque performers, um, some different printable things. And I am one of the things on my list to get get going soon is some little like, nobody steal my idea, right? But these little like cards that are basically like, you know, I like something along the lines of like, I have a friend crush on you. Here's my number, you know, like that kind of a thing <laughs> that you can just like pass out at festivals to these people. Yeah. You know, if you feel yeah. awkward making that first step. Because I know a lot of people are kind of more introverted and they feel a little awkward with that, right? Like those oh, little yeah. Valentines that you used to
1: do in school. Yeah, you're cool. I choo choo choose you.
0: Oh my gosh, stop. I
1: love it. Oh my <laughs> gosh. You, you could be my friend forever if you send me that. That'd oh, be oh, I'm friend crushing you right now. Oh my gosh, I love it. Oh my it was gosh. so funny actually
0: when I was in college, um my best friend at the time she had this you know gay boyfriend and he apparently had a friend crush on me so unbeknownst to me they arranged this whole thing where we would like run into each other at the local mm. taco taco joint like she was gonna be there with me and he arranged just like oh hey what are you guys doing here and then like joined us and we all became like fast friends but it was oh just God. ridiculous <laughs> and it was like a you know like a freaking you know setup. the whole thing it was so funny
1: that is a, the best meet I have heard of
0: Right, oh, it's so good, especially when it's just for friendship. Oh, love yeah. it! Yeah, because I think that's part of like I've been thinking a lot about this lately. You know, about like how the friend zone is like a is like the the Ugh. consolation prize, which I think is ridiculous because I think friendship is so much if. I wouldn't say more important, but equally important, as important as, you know, romantic relationships. Yeah.
1: Well, friend zones don't exist, A, but B, yes.
0: (laughs) And it's offensive. It's stupid and offensive, but that's a whole other story. story.
1: Correct.
0: (laughs) So to kind of bring it back again into like the sexuality, I'd love to know for you as a performer and as a producer and as a executive director, what role does like sexuality actually play for you? Because it oh, is performance, boy. it is comedy, but where does like sexuality, whether it's your personal sexuality or kind of that aura of sexuality, how does that fit in with your performance and burlesque career? Oh boy. I know.
1: That's I, so deep. I, I like deep. to ask the
0: big questions.
1: <laughs> Holy moly. It's it's funny because burlesque was one of those things that I don't find overtly sexual. Mm -hmm. I mean, women and men and everyone in between and non-genders up on stage getting naked. Like I think of it more as performance art Mm -hmm. or, you know, I don't know something, something amazing to look at. But when I started performing, I started understanding like, Oh, I get it now. Like this is a power thing. Like a sexual power thing. And I mean, it makes me feel good for sure, because I had a lot of body issues growing up. I was the butterball ham as a kid. Uh, (laughs) But it also made me kind of realize too, that like, my sexuality is not black and white. I identify as bi and queer. And uh, like, that's not something I'd mention outside of burlesque. I'm not out to a lot of people in my real life um but through burlesque and performing and talking with people of all all sexes and all genders you know you kind of get to know yourself and your body and what makes you feel good right yeah and so like burlesque kind of made me realize some things about how i feel so that's, I mean, it's a, it's a breakthrough. I feel like I'm on like a, I feel like I'm on like a, a, a psych couch right now. <laughs> Freudian couch. Tell me, couch. You're, and tell me your how your feeling feels. Hmm. Oh, oh God, I don't just know. That's weird. She doesn't know. <laughs>
0: well, that's, no, it's really interesting. And I think that's probably a common feeling for a lot of people. I mean, um, just to, to have burlesque kind of bring up a lot of new things for them and new explorations of their own sexuality, not necessarily always, you know, um, like their actual orientation, but just, you know, new things, new ways of feeling about your body, new understandings of, like you said, power and pleasure and all of these things. It's a it's a very liberating art form in a lot of ways.
1: And I think that's right. I think it was liberating Mm -hmm. for for you as a for anyone as a performer. And that liberation kind of set off a spark inside me like, Oh, I feel I feel things I feel different things. This is, this is great. This is wonderful. Let's explore that more. Uh So it gave me the ability to talk about my sexuality a little bit more in a way that I hadn't before.
0: And has it been hard for you then to kind of have that um limited or kind of just compartmentalized only in your burlesque and performance world and, and not bring it into the rest of it? Have you been able to easily compartmentalize that or has it been difficult for you?
1: It's hard. It's hard to say like, where do I draw the line? Or like for a person who identified as bi, it's always like that struggle of, well, I'm I'm, my partner is male, so does it really matter if I come oh, out? Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think I've just kind of like my—I—I I, I haven't come out in my real life, and and I think because my real life is so. Different from D's life, from Miss D's life, that it's okay. It's okay to kind of wear your masks because I can look forward to the time I can take it off and, and, and physically and, and mentally take it off. Yeah. My line of work is a, a line of work where they do not want people who take their clothes off to work there. So I really have to be careful with that separation. Um, there have been some ladies in my line of work who have been found out and they were outed and they were fired Ugh. in Canada and the United States. Ugh. So I have to compartment, I have to like separate it anyway so I think it's just a natural thing.
0: Yeah, that's um, that's the unfortunate thing. I mean, we've talked about that. You know, like even with Dr. Liz, last week we were talking about kind of that risk assessment uh, before coming out or before, you know, deciding on how active um, you want to be and how vocal you want to be about yeah. any alternative, whether it's sexuality or performance or whatever it is. And just, yeah, doing that risk assessment. Like for me, for example, I mean, I don't... I don't have you know I have some clients I mostly work freelance so I have some clients that might dump me but nothing I'm too worried about you know my career is not one that uh that hinges on my purity or my non-taking clothes off on stage so and I'm lucky in that respect and so I've decided to be more vocal about it and most of my real life friends also know know that I do burlesque and the majority of them I think know that I'm that I identify as as queer bisexual as well um and now especially since the podcast last week more and more might know that I'm also polyamorous. So there's that. Hey, just throwing everything out there. Yeah, but again, everything. I'm lucky in that um I don't think I risk as much. Whereas I know a lot of people who are in maybe the education field or the healthcare field or, you know, name your field here that would not be as accepting. And so they have to be more careful, you know?
1: Yeah. And also, I mean, if I did like I have a partner who loves me and and uh, accepts me and understands and I have friends who love me and accepts me and understands and you know what if I did come out to family more or more friends they'd probably be okay and I'm lucky right I'm lucky to have that and a lot of people don't have that so um, I'm privileged in that way for sure
0: well that's very I always love talking to people about how um you know, how they not only just came to burlesque, but how it came to them and how it ch- has changed them and really kind of evolved um, who they are as an artist and as a human being. So that's really interesting. Thank you for sharing that with us.
1: Holy moly, you got like right down deep into there, eh? That's right.
0: I don't like to mess around, you know? Holy we moly. try to keep these interviews capped at an hour. We ain't got time to mess around. We do our messing around at the end. It's fun. <laughs> okay,
1: good. Thank God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. So to keep up the, you know, the deep stuff going, I don't know if you've heard me talking about the AFOGs this is my favorite acronym in the world um, and I haven't been talking about it lately because you know I've gotten so in, wrapped up into like I've had a lot of sex educators on lately so we've been talking mostly yeah. about that kind of stuff but this is actually my favorite one of my favorite things to talk about normally and AFOG stands for another fucking opportunity for growth <laughs> I like it thank you I really I, I, I didn't come up with it to be fair I gotta give credit to I think it was the multi-amory podcast that I first heard it on but and you have to say fucking with that like kind of like sarcastic oh, oh damn it fucking you know. yeah so I'd love to here, if you have anything, um, if you can think of anything recently, like something, you know, that maybe went wrong or that you messed up on, but you, you've you somehow managed to kind of reframe it as an opportunity for growth.
1: Oh, I know. Exactly. I have a lot of anxiety. Uh, I just have a lot of anxiety. Uh, uh, just, uh, just anxiety issues that um, ma- sometimes make performing hard because I get so jittery. Uh, but that means that I practice until I can do my number in my sleep, right? I have never before in all my performances, I've never kind of goofed it. I've, I've never mixed, mixed anything up or kind of forgot where I was, except for the very first Ghostlight Vaudeville performance. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was first. I had spent all day in that theater, um, executive producing, you know, ask, answering questions. And I was so worried about everyone else and what everyone else was doing. Uh, I was first up and I started and I went, Oh, I don't, I don't know where I should be right now. Oh, uh- uh, and I, and I caught up. I luckily I, I use a lot of different music and like I spliced them together. So as soon as the other song started, I'm like, okay, I know where I'm supposed to be now. No one else noticed it came out fine. But then I realized like, okay, I gotta be either producing or performing. Like I, I have to either take care of myself or take care of other people. I can't do both. <laughs> I can't do both. So. The next time producing, I am just going to tell people what to do before the day and then just be a performer or not perform and take on that hat. Uh, we hired a, a beautiful stage manager for the Gumshoe Review, Sheila, and she was wonderful. And actually, my partner Colin ran lights and sound Um, and they were perfectly capable. But I had to have that moment of like, I can't worry about everyone now, Mm. I I have to worry about me. So that was a big fuck up. that that i learned from
0: yeah that, and that's the that's that's good that you were able to learn from it and kind of take a, a big lesson away like that i know yes. i can identify i feel like i can i can feel the vibes that were kind of similar in the respect that it's hard to let go of that control sometimes when it's something. oh my that's god your baby, you know yes but i think it's yeah i mean if, if you were able to kind of take that lesson as a as this this opportunity to kind of grow and practice in that sense it's that's a good thing then so, as an artist, what is currently your biggest struggle?
1: Uh, balancing my Misty life with my real life right now because I want to do so many D things. I want to do so many Misty things because that's fun, like that's awesome. And so I've been—I've actually taken a page out of Sasha Smolders' pa- uh, book. They have taught me if you want to become part of the Vancouver burlesque community, you have to volunteer and help and show that you want to be. So I've been volunteering. I've been helping out with um, other people's performances, either just kidding or running uh, sound and lights or running, you know, the, the buying, you know, where people buy stuff. Like mm-hmm. right now I am doing cost. Like I'm sequining I, one of the things I do is see, I sequin. So I've been doing that like while I watch TV and then I realized like, well, I also have a job and I also have, I have a partner. <laughs> I have to pay attention to him sometimes.
0: Sometimes. See, I suppose he deserves that sometimes. Huh? Right now he's
1: up <laughs> playing Fallout. So <laughs> <laughs> upstairs playing Fallout. Um, I realized that my Misty world is my world. It's what I live for, but I have to do the other stuff too. Like I, I'm never going to have a mist like Misty is never going to be my career.
0: That's actually, that was what I was just going to ask you. Do you see it like you don't see becoming no. a performer, or producer full time?
1: No, uh, it's hard in Vancouver. It would be inc- incredibly hard. I have people who do it and they are, it's it's so hard and I see their struggles. And I love doing what I'm doing. But if I have that Actual real career and job, I can afford to do what I love. I'm so privileged and lucky that I have that extra job so I can buy a ticket to, um, uh, Las Vegas. I want to be able to do things. And then also I can afford to pay the down payment on a theater, so we can do a ghost light event. And that's important for me. So I can do that. So more money can go to our charity. Without my other life, I wouldn't be able to do all the things that I want to do and give back and help other people and, and perform. So I kind of like, I got the side hustle going hmm. Right.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's that catch 22. It's like, you know, I don't like even for me, I feel this all the time. I'm like, I don't want to have just a regular job because that's not as fun as all these other things. But, <laughs> you know, you got to you got to fund these other things somehow, you know? Yeah.
1: And I recognize like the fact that I do have a job, it allows me to have and I have to recognize that I have a privilege that you know, I'm able to put a down payment on a theater and a lot of other performers because performing is their life. They can't do that and they have that struggle. So if I can. Take time out of my own life and volunteer for them for free, help them out for them for free. Then, then that's my kind of way of giving back to the community.
0: Oh, so nice. That's such a good mentality to have. And I think that the world, you know, that the world or at least our burlesque community would be a better place if, if more people kind of thought, thought
1: that way. Oh, Vancouver, the Vancouver burlesque community is, there's so many of us. And there's so many people who want to help. So
0: good. I've heard such great things. I've talked to several different people that are up in that area. And I've just, it just makes me want to, I've never, no offense, but I've never felt the urge to visit Vancouver until I started talking (laughs) to people in the burlesque industry. It's awesome.
1: (laughs) Well, it's like if you need two kitties, you post it on the Vancouver Facebook or the Vancouver uh, performers, burlesque performers Facebook, you get kitties like that you get sound people like that. You get just people who are invested in the community and want to give back and want to help and want to promote each other. And that's, it's wonderful. Yeah. That's so wonderful. Yeah.
0: So if balance and, you know, kind of finding the right time for everything is is one of your biggest struggles as an artist, what do you think is one of your biggest strengths?
1: Oh, as an artist? As an artist
0: or, you know, as well, we could go as a human being if you'd like, if you'd like <laughs> oh, to go that's real so big. deep. No, <laughs>
1: well, that, that's how so deep. <laughs> um, I feel when I am on stage, I tell a story. And I know like a lot of, a lot of burlesque people tell stories, but I try to go on that stage and ask myself, like, why is this person taking off their clothes? Why is this happening? And, um, how can I make it funny? So. All of my numbers, uh, people have told me that not only am I, not only am I funny if I could toot my own horn, but also, (laughs) also I tell a story and people know why I'm on that stage, why I'm taking off my clothes and shaking my tits. And I think that's my, that's my strength as a performer. I also love using costuming in a surprising way, uh, and having costume being almost like a partner in burlesque. I find that really So my latest number is a half and half. It's been used in burlesque for a very long time, but it kind of fell out of favor. It's where you have like a a, a mannequin head on your shoulder and they're the left half and you're the right half. And that was really popular in vaudeville and, and burlesque a long time ago. But it's always had a really kind of non-consensual, weird feeling around it. Like the the devil or the guy on your shoulder is like, ooh, touching you, but you don't like it. And all a lot of half and half numbers are very, like they seem very non-consensual. My half and half number, D is into it. I have a devil on my shoulder and I'm into it. And the costuming piece that I have done, I mean, I haven't seen. And a lot of people haven't seen because people don't do half and halves anymore or are from, from, or at least in this area. I wish, I wish I could see modern day half and halves because I would just love to see more. So using costuming in a unique way is something that sets me apart as well.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, I love I love the two things that you mentioned there, which are you know the co- using costuming and then also kind of taking something that could be you know that like you said is you know used to be kind of more non consensual and have that kind of icky vibe to it. Yeah. and just flipping it on its head and kind of taking the power back in that. That's really neat. I would love to see that sometime. Oh yes. Now, one thing I love real quickly I love from um, your bio is that you enjoy reading dirty fan fiction to audiences. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit about that, please? Oh yeah.
1: So it is really important, and I yeah. love to do it. Uh I was part of a group at a local con, and it was uh me and a couple other comedians, and we read dirty fan fiction to a room full of real horny people. Uh And it was a, oh God, it was a hoot. The one I chose was a Jurassic Park one. Oh
0: my God. Stop it. I'm, I, I don't know if I can handle this. I might need to excuse myself.
1: Uh, dinosaur vaginas. It was great. <laughs> and like, I would think dinosaurs have cloacas like like reptiles, but no, they definitely have vaginas. There we go. Good to know. <laughs> no, that was one of my favorite things I've done as a, as a Canadian. I love doing it.
0: That's hilarious. I love it. So I always like to talk a little bit too about self-care. Um, Because I think self-care is one of those kind of often misconstrued uh, little phrases that we all always just think about like, you know, oh, bubble baths and massages. Nothing wrong with those if that's your thing. But a lot of us have very different versions or different ideas of what self-care means to us and what it is for us. So what is your personal favorite self-care practice? (laughs) Uh,
1: It's something that I call a victory burger.
0: A victory barker?
1: Burger, burger. Burger.
0: Burger. That makes more sense. Okay, I love it. Tell me.
1: (laughs) So I, again, have a lot of anxiety. So I don't tend to eat the entire day. I can get some like toast down, but that's about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So my beautiful, lovely partner, my first performance, I, I performed and I was shaking and I was just like so overwhelmed. And he brought me a giant tofu burger with like pineapple on it and I just mowed it down (laughs) and so now it's tradition whenever I perform the right after I get off of stage and I still like have lipstick all over my eyes out like just makeup everywhere and I got my tits out I just take out this burger that I have and just consume it (laughs) and just live in the moment like I did this good job me this is my reward. This amazing burger. Oh my gosh,
0: I love that. I I don't even I I don't even know you, and I have this image of you just you know like you know like kind of like have you know kind of all like half dressed and half must and like you know maybe makeup a little mixed messed up and sweating and everything and just like blowing oh. down this burger. I love it. It's a great little image. Thank you for that.
1: Yeah, because I mean, a lot of if you don't if listeners don't do burlesque, like we get gross and sweaty mm-hmm. and smelly we smell our costumes Yuck. stink and it's not glamorous like it's not but that burger oh that burger it's so good
0: and that is a perfect example of you know a true self-care practice right yeah maybe it's not like the best health wise yeah whatever
1: oh i don't fucking care <laughs> <laughs> because
0: what matters is if it makes you feel good and it's
1: a reward for you. I Yeah. Think it's, that's
0: great. All right. How about one thing that you always have in your burlesque backstage kit?
1: Oh, this is also very easy. The fastest way to make friends backstage is to have carpet tape and scissors. Yes, ma'am. Like that is how you get your new girlfriends and boyfriends and all friends. That's how you meet everyone. <sighs> Because everyone, there is always someone who, oh gosh, I forgot my scissors, or oh no, I forgot to, and that's how you make friends. And I'm all about making friends backstage. Yay. That's awesome.
0: All right. Well, I mean, this is like going by really fast, and I can't believe that we've already been talking for so long, because I just <laughs> feel like we could keep going and going and going.
1: I also really have to pee, so...
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, then we better hurry this up a little yeah. <laughs>
1: bit. Yeah.
0: So let's go ahead and move on to our last two sections. The first one I like to call Pick Your Poison. Okay. And as you've already noticed, we did get very deep. we, oh, got boy, the, we did. got into the depths of Miss D20. That sounds dirty. I didn't mean it that way, but...
1: <laughs> oh, God. The dungeons. <laughs> the dungeons. I've got some, like, beholders in there and some mind flayers. Oh, boy.
0: <laughs> I can't even take this where I want to take this, but we're going to we're gonna <laughs> go. All right. So we've gotten real deep into that dungeon. Yes. But we're going to go back up to the top a little bit. We're going to check out the light of day a little bit. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I know. We're going to go a little superficial here. <laughs> Good. So I've got 11 different silly questions, but we're only going to have you answer one of them. So I'm going to have you pick any number. It's going to be totally random. Numbers 1 through 11, and we'll get you to
1: answer that one. Oh! Uh- gonna go with number nine
0: number nine that is a great great oh i like this one.
1: <laughs> oh good <laughs>
0: what is your go-to karaoke song
1: oh i don't do a lot of karaoke oh, but man. no no no. i do have i mean i do have songs though everyone has songs right i'm gonna say oh boy i'm gonna say anything by tenacious d Ooh, that is an Interesting choice. Well, cuz I cuz I love I, <laughs> I think my closest singing voice is Jack Black, but not in a good way.
0: <laughs> I want I want to hear that sometime.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> <Someday>. you don't.
0: <laughs> and our next little section is what is called this or that, and this is kind of our quick fire round, and I'm going to give you two options, and all you need to do is tell me which one you prefer. Okay. Okay.
1: Yes. And I always mention
0: that you can interpret these in any way you like.
1: Oh, I will. Yes.
0: <laughs> all right. Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts?
1: Tim Hortons. Oh, gosh. You're Canadian.
0: <laughs> so Canadian. This is going
1: to be so difficult for you. <laughs> I like to think outside the box. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair enough. You're going to do this for all of them, are you? No, yes. Oh, I
1: ha- hell I am. <laughs> Give it to me, girl.
0: All right. How about city or country?
1: Oh, city
0: Movies or TV shows?
1: TV. I can't sit in a movie theater now.
0: Well, and now movies are getting longer and longer. Yes. We're getting like these like three and a half hour epics.
1: Oh God! No, I
0: can't handle it. no, it's a lot. <laughs> How about Dita Von T's or Dirty Martini?
1: Dirty Martini.
0: Dirty, dirty. What about a Dirty Martini or a pint of beer?
1: Oh, a dirty martini, though <laughs> I have a whole bottle of chilled rosé that's sitting right next to me right now, and so that's also my pick.
0: <laughs> I like it. Very nice. Very nice. How about day or night?
1: Nighttime.
0: Harry Potter or Star Wars?
1: Oh, gosh. Star Trek?
0: <laughs> I am a big Trekkie myself, so I will allow it. Which okay, is good, good. Trek, though? Okay, good, good.
1: Well, I grew up with Next Gen, so obviously oh, Next Gen.
0: Me too. Me too. I love it so much. Oh my gosh. It's so
1: <laughs> we're, the, we're the old, so. <laughs> yeah.
0: How about top or bottom? Uh, top. Mountains or ocean?
1: Ocean.
0: Classic or neo burlesque? Neo. Peanut butter or jelly?
1: Peanut butter. Comedy or tragedy? Comedy.
0: Duh. Marvel or DC?
1: Oh, definitely DC, though right now in my pull box, I have more Marvel than DC, which kind of hurts me. But I have more Archie comics than anything, really. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Love it! Very nice. <laughs> I haven't read a good Archie comic in a while.
1: I'm oh, they're so good! They're so good. <laughs>
0: well, and I just heard about that new like what? It's a show, right? Like the Riverdale gang.
1: Uh, yeah. It's very, it's very, very, very uh, different than the than the comics, so, though. Okay. Yeah. okay,
0: but it's like based on the same characters and stuff. Yeah,
1: based on the same characters, but a lot more Sagittary rape. Oh, lovely! Well, I know, right? Want, want, want. You want, walk Okay.
0: How about heels or bare feet? Bare feet. And lastly, the ever important sleep or sex.
1: Oh, girl, I'm over 30, so sleep.
0: <laughs> yes. Snaps to that. I, I feel you. Sex is great, but man, I never get enough oh, sleep.
1: <laughs> so I just am so tie tie all the yes, time. Always. <laughs>
0: All right. As we start to wrap up, I would love to hear if you have them off the top of your head um, to tell us about two YouTube videos that we should check out. One of yours or or a troupe of yours, if you have any of them up, and one that you can't get enough of right now.
1: Oh, gosh. Um, Well, you can – I'm working to get my own website together with all my performances together. But if you want to see some of mine or some of the GeekEnders troupe, you can go to YouTube and search GeekEnders, and they put up um, a lot of their performances the one that i've done recently was a dick grayson number nice so it's me starting out as you know robin from batman 66 and then i get super angsty and go into nightwing and it's very very good so any of the geekender stuff you can check that out the video i'm obsessed with and i'm just obsessed with these two in general is kitten and lou Oh,
0: they're so good. Oh,
1: my God. They do this cowboy number. I love everything about Kitten and Lou and the fact that, they, you know, they tell a story and they're hilarious. Like, that's who I want to be when I grow up. So that that cowboy number by Kitten and Lou, I just can't get enough of.
0: Love it. Well, for everybody listening, I will go ahead and um, put, of course, all the links to everything that we're talking about today will be on the show notes page for this episode, which you can find at burlesquestrippeddown.com/slash. We're just going to go with D, D D-E-E. We're
1: going to make it really easy on everybody. Yes, we are. We love the D. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Down.com slash d d e e and that's where you're going to find all the links as well as i'll go ahead and, and get those two youtube videos i'll get the one of uh, you as dick grayson if i can find it and the kitten and loo one and we'll go ahead and embed those right in there and you can always check out more on youtube but yeah speaking of that i mean i know that people are going to want to stay in touch with you they're going to want to find out more about you with Ghostlight light vaudeville they and are and all the other things that you do
1: what? Wow.
0: yeah I mean we all love you now we all have friend crushes on you That's oh boy the thing. you see what I did there I brought it back Yeah, uh-huh.
1: <laughs> buy me a burger and I'm yours
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what is the best way that we can keep up with you and get in contact with you if we want to learn more
1: Facebook is the best way D 20 all spelled out Uh, I'm on Tumblr, too, and I do a lot of, like, feminist posts and and gender posts and sexuality posts, but I also post a lot of pictures of my snake and my gecko. Oh, nice. (laughs) I mean, you could get into that, too. And I'm also on Instagram, Misty20, the number 20, though, I believe. And I will have a website up, and it will just be my name, and it will just be where I put my videos and everything, where I can, like, do pitches for festivals and that. That will be eventually...
0: For now, for anybody listening to this, you know, like in the moment, um, I will put all those links, and then as soon as you know, if you do get a website up, you can just kind of let me know, and I'll add that and I'll update the um, the show notes page with that. So that'd be lovely. It'll be a surprise if you, you know, if you're listening to this in the future, you can go to the go to the show notes page and see if she has a website or not. It'll be oh fun. Oh boy, like that'll a be a game. surprise
1: for me too.
0: <laughs> oh, neat. Oh, shucks. <laughs> Can you tell it's late at night that we're recording? I mean, it's not late for you. You're over on the West Coast. It's a little late at night for me, and I'm just like a little loopy right now. It's great. I love
1: it. My bedtime's (laughs) seven (laughs) o'clock.
0: It's past both of our bedtimes. Oh, boy. Well, I can't believe how fast this went. I really, like, it just flew by. Yeah. Um. So thank you so much, Dee, for coming on and sharing your story with us and giving some great advice for those of us, again, who do want to include more activism and kind of combine our worlds together a little bit. Uh, do you have anything else you wanted to share with the Burlesque stripped Down audience?
1: Well, I mean, I gave a lot of advice, but I also am white and cis and have a lot of privilege. Uh, so... I do encourage people to go out there and help out people who maybe, especially nowadays, help out people who... You know, don't have that ability. You yes. know, help out our fellow person of color. Help out your, your trans women and men. Help out your non-gender fellows, you know, your intersex, uh, fe- friends. Just help, just help each other. Just come together and play a big game of D&D and eat Cheetos and pop and all love each other.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. It sounds amazing. Why can't <laughs> we all just get along and play D&D and eat oh. Cheetos and drink soda? Yes. The world would be so much better. It would be. All right. Well, on that beautiful note, we're going to leave it. Thank you again so much, Miss D20. I'm sure that we will hear from you again soon. I hope so. And there you have it, Miss D20. Awesome girl to get to know. I am so happy to have had her on the show to talk about her experiences and give some advice uh, for anyone who is looking to kind of add more, um, yeah, I guess activism is the best word, more activism, more purpose maybe to some shows, whether as a performer or a producer. So we would love to hear what you have to say about this uh, interview. If you have any thoughts, any comments, if you've had any luck or or non-luck, unlucky, unluck, disluck? No, that's not a thing. <laughs> Unluckiness with creating this type of a charity show or anything like that. Please do just send me an email velvet at You can also go to the show notes for this episode, which again are at burleskstrippedown.com slash D D E E. Head down to the bottom of the page. There's definitely a comment section or on the right hand side, there is a leave me a voicemail button. Don't forget about Patreon help support the show. If you, if you are loving it, anything that you can donate, um, Even as little as a dollar a month is really helpful and beneficial for the show. Uh, Share this with your friends. And we are going to keep rolling. I think we are about to kind of start wrapping up the season of sex. I'm kind of anxious to get back to some like other burlesque performers and do some of that. So I think we're going to start wrapping this up here. But I have a lot of really, really, really good stuff on the way for you so continue listening make sure that you've subscribed in your favorite podcast players that way these episodes are automatically delivered to you whenever they are released all right darlings thank you so much once again for pressing play today and i will talk to you again soon until then make sure that you stay sexy